I'm a reasonable guy, but I've just experienced some very unreasonable things. everyone we are back with another episode and it's me and daniel billy bone and daniel sanders this is very us oops sorry my bad daniel it's been a minute the timing's off no you're good it's perfect um so we finished up our our uh outer space horror block and now we're starting a new one and we're going back to the classics um because for whatever reason, you and I like to talk about black and white movies, and so now, we'll, yeah, the cl- classics are fun, man. And now we're going to talk about, I guess, um, I don't want to say the grandfather of them because Nosferatu came out first. It was a silent movie, but this yeah. was a. Uh, we're talking about Dracula today. For anybody that one is wondering, one of the big Universal monster properties. Yeah, that um. Came out 1931. in 19, 1931. Yeah. A long time. And dude, I was thinking about this the other day, actually. Not not about this, because obviously this movie's old. And we're almost at a point where this movie's a hundred years old. Like we're not yeah, far. That off. is crazy. Yeah. Like in our lifetime, this thing's gonna be a century old. And I was I was just thinking about like I'm I'm seeing like a lot of on my Twitter feed and on social media and stuff like that. I see a lot of stuff like where they post like this album turned 40 today. This movie turned, you know, 43 and it's all this shit that we grew up with. And I'm just like, "Mm." yeah, exactly. And it's like, yeah, this album's came out 25 years ago today. Yeah. Which means you're 70 fucking years old. Congratulations. Like thanks (laughs) for the reminder. Right. And it's music and it's music and movies to me that just seemed like it was just yesterday that they came out, you know, but no, here they are. Yeah. Like, there's no way the Lost Boys is as old as it is. Yeah, I know, right? It's fucking old. I saw one the other day that was uh I forget what it was, but it was like it was like mid nineties um album that had come out and it was just insane to see. I am I'm, I'm guessing it was ninety three. But it was just insane to see, you know, that it was 30 year anniversary. Yeah. We're at a point now where the stuff that we grew up with is cons- would be considered like classic, like yeah. the alternative rock we grew up with in the 90s. The grunge. Yeah. Like classic rock. Grunge albums are are coming out in 1993, 30 years ago. Yeah. And it's been 30 fucking years. Yeah, Long it's time. Crazy. Yeah. Long time. And then you. You see some people, you see some of these guys and you know that they're older, but some of these people that are still doing this stuff look good for their age. Yeah. Ho- hopefully I can look that good when I'm that old. Yeah. You, Probably, it's funny too, because uh, you can tell the ones that really jumped into partying and really let that be like, they re- they completely embraced the rock star life. Yeah. You know? Cause now they look fucking bad, <laughs> but the ones that were like, I I want to party a little bit, but I'm not going to get stupid with it and you know start putting partying above my you know my music and my art or whatever. You know they just kind of you know rode the line 
Yeah. Instead of snorting all of them. <laughs> so, Dracula, nineteen thirty-one, uh, directed by. I'm assuming this is Todd. It's T O D. I guess it could be Toad. Todd. We're fucking American. Todd we're Browning. Going, that's Todd in America, and we're reading this off of uh, Wikipedia in America. Yeah, uh, starring Bella Lugosi, who you know had quite the career in horror movies. You know, he was in Murders yeah. in the Rue Morgue. Um, obviously, he played Dracula. Uh, he was also in Plan Nine from Outer Space. If you've ever seen that, or if you ever watched Ed Wood, you know what I was talking about. Yeah, I never watched that one. Well, Ed Wood was on my the top one of one of the top movies for the year when we did that one episode. So I demanded you go watch it. I think you'll enjoy it. It's a good movie. Quit yeah. bullshitting. Just get off this podcast right now and go watch Ed Wood. Okay, I'll be back in an hour and a half. Are yeah. you talking about the viewers and listeners? No, I'm talking about you. Oh, uh, me? Yeah. Oh man, you know I'm terrible at homework. What is your experience, or what, what's your history with Dracula? Uh, same as always. You know how it is. Like, uh, Dracula's always the main vampire you think about, and you know, vampires are the monsters that you learn about at an extremely early age. So Dracula's pretty much with you. You know, I know at least for our generation, Dracula's mm-hmm. always been around. So you always think about the main vampire being it. So when it comes to the Dracula movies, uh, this is the first time I've seen this one, but I've seen several. I swear I'm not just trying to be funny, but I think that the first movie I saw having to do with Dracula was probably Dracula dead and loving it with fucking <laughs> Leslie Nielsen. That was his name, right? Yeah. Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Shit, that's like probably early 90s, like 91 or 92 probably. Yeah, it's a classic now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now it's, yeah. Did you know that it just... uh you know, had its 30 year anniversary. No shit. Um, for me is it's like you said, you know, Dracula's just like synonymous with vampires and you learn it at an early age. Halloween costume. You remember those old cheap costumes they used to have that were made out of plastic and you had the little mask with the rubber band that you would wear. Yeah. 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 yeah so you would see like Dracula costumes. Um, I would see it in the, in the books in my school library that talked about like, you know, the universal monster horror movies and horror movies and sci-fi classics from back in the day. But I had never seen Dracula until I watched it for this episode. Yeah. It's just, it was one of those things where I meant to, I have no problem watching old movies. I mean, we've established that. Hell we've covered like four or five of them already. Um, And it was, it was just one of those things where I never got around to watching it. I did watch the Dracula with Gary Oldman, Winona Ryder, and Keanu Reeves. I saw that one. I've seen yeah. Dracula dead and loving it. Yeah, and I I've fucking se- love Gary Oldman. Yeah. He's fucking great in everything. Yeah, pretty much. And I saw, I've seen one of the Hammer Dracula films. I think it's a Dracula Has Risen from the Grave. I don't, I don't even know what the fuck that is at all. Hammer was a British horror uh, film studio. So they ended up bringing Frankenstein back and Dracula back. And they did it. They had like Christopher Lee and, um, oh my God, I'm drawing a blank. 
who played Grand Moff Tarkin? What was it? Peter Cushing. Yeah. Yeah. So they were in them in the movies and and they have a, I think a little bit of a following. So yeah. Anytime you see, you know, like a little montage of, of uh, Dracula, it's pretty much those three, you know, uh, it's, it's those main three. Gary Oldman's not in that a lot of the times, but there were some big ones to do it before him, you know? How'd you feel about Gary Oldman's Dracula? I mean, I haven't seen this shit since a long time ago, so I have no, I'd have to rewatch it. Watching this I one, I remember enjoying it, it, but I don't remember shit from it. That's how it is with a lot of movies. Yeah. Whenever it comes to like some movies, you know, like you'll watch a lot or over and over. I remember liking it, but never revisited it. You know, I've seen it a couple times. And I don't know if it was because I enjoyed it that much as much as I just wanted to like it. Yeah. Or, and, and I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it. I just don't, I think I wanted to like it more than what I did. And so, you know, I'd watch it again and come yeah. back to it. Cause Shit, I like it. When did that come out? That seems like that was early. Not, Oh yeah. Dracula dead and love. It was uh 1995. I looked it up. <laughs> How old were you in 95? 10. And I was 15. Oh, you're getting close, Daniel. You're going to be 40 soon. Oh, yeah. I'm fucking about to turn 38 here uh, in a couple weeks. My brother forgot how old he was. Dude, it's funny because I did that uh, a couple months ago. I was trying to make myself older. He Well, he was making himself younger. He... uh had forgotten how old he was. And so he had himself like a year younger than what he really was. And then he found out and he was wrong. It's gotta be a uh, jarring when you think you're a certain age and then just like, no, you're actually yeah. 38 instead of 37. Exactly. Like, what the hell? So like most old, I mean, like, not most, but all the old movies, we get the credits at the front. Yeah, and this is the like what the only time in the movie where you get music. Yeah, it's fuck. It's funny, man, because uh, you know, whenever I was like trying to, you know, watch it, yeah, I had problem. I had audio problems. I had to get those figured out, and then I finally did. But it is odd because it's like, wait, hold on now. There's no music. Did it cut out? Did I get you know out? I don't know what was going on. Yeah, it was it was jarring. It was, and I'll say it now, and maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but the lack of music was an issue for me. I, I think just like a a little music in those in some of those scenes would have went a long ways to make the movie better, at least in my opinion. Well, yeah, we're so used to um, you know. Movies having suspense and using that music, yeah, as suspense that it helps us process our emotions going through the movie. Whenever there's no music, you're just watching a story unfold, and it's funny because did you get this uh feeling with this movie that it seemed like it was a play? It seemed like it was a book that had gotten turned into a play that they were like, We need to make this into a we we need to bring this to the pictures. It's funny you they, say that. They dropped it right in there, and, and it just everybody acted exactly like they would as if it were a play. Like Renfield, man, yeah. that motherfucker was acting. 
so it's it's funny you say that that it seems like it was a play that got turned into the movie because that's exactly what it was. Yeah, and and you could tell. Yeah, and Bella Lugosi was actually he was in the play, and apparently had lobbied for the role, and he wasn't the first choice. I did a little research, um, you know, when I started to watch it. He apparently wasn't the first choice for the role. They had other people in mind. And I think they had hired a couple of people and they kept dropping out. And then when he was finally offered the role, he was so eager to accept it that he essentially cost himself money. Oh, really? And he only Screw got paid himself? Yeah, he only got paid like $3,200. Wow. The movie, and to put it in context, because you, like, you hear that now and you're like, well, you know, such and such makes $25 million a picture. The budget for the budget for the movie was like three hundred forty three thousand dollars. Yeah. So this dude literally took up like one percent of the budget. Yeah. And he was you know, like the main thing. Yeah, exactly. Like that. That is kind of crazy. Now it's like okay, if Disney's going to make a five hundred million dollar movie, I don't think that they should be uh, paying, um, you know, Robert Downey Jr. fucking fifty million of it. You know, a whole ten percent. But you know he's going to get paid way more than five. Yeah. You know? So it's just funny. Yeah. Movie starts out and we're on a we're in a, a stagecoach. Yeah, a rough ass stagecoach. Like I'm pretty sure that those were the you know it was pretty rough to ride in a stagecoach, but my God, they were getting jumbled all over the fucking place. Yeah, yeah, they were hauling ass. That's why. Because yeah. they were like, "Can we slow down?" And the locals are like. No, we're gonna keep going. We got to get inside before it gets yep. dark. They we're fucking, they knew what was up. Yeah, trying to beat the sun. Yeah, they're like, we're gonna get into the end. We're gonna shut the doors and bar the windows, and we're gonna ride it out till dawn. Yeah, and Renfield's like, and it, and it'll tell you it's Renfield at first. So yeah, you're just kind of you're trying to figure out maybe because I remember in the the Gary Oldman Dracula. That Keanu Reeves had went to visit Dracula. Because uh, I don't know if you remember, but the three uh, vampire women had tried to seduce Keanu Reeves in the movie. And yeah. they were going to feed on him and Dracula stopped him. And so I wasn't sure if this was supposed to be Jonathan Harker or if this was Renfield. And um, you finally find out it's Renfield. But not you know not until you get to the castle and you actually get to speak with Dracula, and so Renfield's like, "Hey, I gotta, I gotta get to, uh, I got this wrote down, Borgo Pass." And the locals are like, "No, no, 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 nobody wants to take you." And he's like, "But I gotta go. I gotta meet a stagecoach there at midnight." Yeah, and he's like, "The driver's scared," and but if. You know, the driver could, couldn't have been that scared because he took, excuse me, he took him. Yeah, exactly. He just. And he's he, like, get the fuck out. Yeah. Threw his shit out. Yeah. It's like, motherfucker, I'm taking you, bud. So he, they get there. About it. They get to, the, he changes over to the next stagecoach. And am I wrong? But was that Dracula that was driving the stagecoach? Yeah. Like Dracula <laughs> driving his own stagecoach. Which really, the horses are kind of doing their own thing because he fucking turns into a bat and he's yeah. like, I'm with him. Yeah. So it, it's so funny, too, because it looked like Dracula was like in disguise. Like he was like, it was so funny because he turned and he was all at like more clothing than he did the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. So it's like he was kind of 
like I said, in disguise, but he still had that bar of white over the eyes. Yeah. You Which I, th- I thought that was a neat effect because yeah. it made his eyes really stand out. It's but- funny. Me and uh, Courtney referred to it as the Morticia effect because they always did that in the Adams Family movies. Oh, yeah. Those scenes where they zoom in on his eyes and they do that little bar of light like you're talking about, yeah. those to me are perfect scenes that would have benefited from music. Oh, yeah. That's when you could have had that high, you know, yeah. suspense music. Something to set the tone. Yeah. So, uh, missed opportunity. And I, I guess I'm about to go back and watch some other movies. Well, we will, because obviously we're going to talk about some more movies from this time yeah. period. And just see if other mu- movies have music. Yeah, hey, I know, right? Did you know that there's this, like a Spanish version of this movie? Uh, yes. I looked up and saw something about that, but whenever I saw this... I'd also saw something about this is the first movie to incorporate sound. I'm not like sure. This I was the first movie to incorporate sound or something, or I saw something along those lines. I was doing like a quick scan through looking for something else, but that was one of the things that popped up was this was one of the first movies or the first movie to use sound. I didn't see that. I had to, that's interesting. I have to go back and read some, up on that. And it was something like there was some cuts that got put in the theaters uh, that, that they weren't able to get the sound on it quick enough, but they but they were having to release it, so it was just completely silent with subtitles. Hmm. In some places, obviously, like in Carthage, Mississippi, <laughs> at the Carthage Theater, they didn't get any fucking sound. But in New York, by God, they got the music, they got everything. The locals give them a cross to wear. Yeah, for a little protection. Like, dude, these uh, people loved each other back in the day, huh? Yeah. They don't even know this fucking guy. And they've been warning him. And he's like, I'm not scared of superstition. Like, that's telling these people that they're wrong, delusional, and just, you know, stupid for believing in superstitions. But she still gives that man a cross. She does. and But like I said, a lot of good it does him. You know? Yeah. Like, Renfield exactly. gets, he gets... Well, let, before I get, I get ahead of myself, let me back up. Uh, I, I want to say this. So we see the outside of the castle. Yeah. Dracula needs to do some landscaping. He really does. It's funny because he's like, it's so funny looking at that because Dracula's like this charming, you know, uh, he seems like a sophisticated, uh, the fuck do you call him? Um, oh, man. I'm Gentleman? Yeah, a gentleman. We'll go with that. Aristocrat. Aristocrat. Oh, you know, yeah, something gotcha. like that. You know what I mean? Well, he's a count. Like, yeah, he is a count. Don't ever forget. But it seems like he's got, you know, some whatever. But it's just, and I know that's to charm food, you know, to where, you know, to be inviting for people to get close enough for him to feed on him and shit. But it is so funny because it's like, you know, you've lived thousands of years. I guess you're like, you know what? Fuck that yard. I'm not right. cutting it this summer. I'm not going to cut it for the next 100 summers. Dude, but yeah, he, the outside of the uh, castle is all dilapidated and shit. And in the inside, those nice and clean and apparently yep. got a king size bed just laying around for when people come over. Except for all the spider webs hanging around and well, all the broken, dusty shits. <laughs> yeah. Because um, you, remember you remember he walks through the spider web? Yeah. We find out a new power from uh, Dracula. 
I never knew he had a he could walk through spider webs without breaking them power. <laughs> Shit. I learned that tonight. So <laughs> Dracula it's we we've talked about his menacing stare. Yeah. But like Renfield nicks his finger. <laughs> and you can just see the look of hunger on Dracula's face when he's looking at him. Yeah. Like he's, he can barely control himself. But exactly. he needs he needs a familiar. He needs somebody that can do his business during the day. Yeah, he needs a servant. And book his trips and shit like that. And this is and that's what I was getting to before I uh backtracked on myself was we're supposed to believe that Renfield has just been like taken over by Dracula and he's referring to him as master and shit. But apparently that happens in the span of one day because they have a trip booked the very next day to leave on the boat. Yeah. To London. So Renfield in the span of like 12 hours was just went from, you know, being like a dude to, you know, being a, a slave. Yeah, no, right. It is really, really crazy because he didn't work on him at all. I mean, he no. goes up, he he walks through the spider web, he goes up there after him, and then I forget what the fuck. I guess he cuts his finger upstairs. No, it's when he's down by the food. Because he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He oh, he has him drink the fucking wine. I guess that's what took him over. I guess that was Dracula's blood. Oh yeah, yeah. That's right. Because he did he did pass out when uh after he yeah. drank the wine and then the the wives had come in. Yeah, and then fucking Dracula comes, shoes them away. And he does that like menacing reach down, gets real close to him, and then they fade to black. It's it's something that they do throughout the movie. And it's I can see it, but man, just music would make that so much better. Yeah. It's kind of and that's really like I said, that's where it shows that it's obvious that it it came from the play. Because you know how you'll have in a play you know, it'll be like in scene and they'll mm-hmm. kind of like draw the curtains and let them kind of change the scene up and shit real quick. And then yeah. we'll start the next scene, you know, fuck, I guess, I guess that's how plays work. I've never been to a play, but I can only assume that's how they did it. You seem to but, have uh, a, a very intimate knowledge of the workings of plays. Yeah, I know, man. Theater, man. Theater. It's, it's your uh, passion. I know. Great. It really is. But, uh, but yeah, it's just funny because they do these fade outs and, some music would have helped, and and obviously they see this like later in life in, in the you know the movie industry life they start doing things much better, but you think that they would remaster it and throw some uh you know old school thirties or forties suspense movies um shit on there be nice yeah Dracula and his bat form is fucking huge. Yeah, that's a big, thin, floppy bat. And I like how for sure. it, it can hover in place. Yeah. And not go anywhere. The uh, So they we get Rimfield. He gets taken over. Um, he's Dracula's servant now. Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm jumping ahead again. There was something else I wanted to talk about. The coffins in the fucking castle. They're just kind of like nonchalantly just in the basement and yeah. if, you, if your whole existence is based around like secrecy and people not believing in you and you kind of being hidden, shouldn't you have had those coffins hidden better? Exactly. 
He's like, no one goes in basements anymore, Renfield. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you're worried about nothing. Right. Because it comes into play later at the end of the movie where the coffins are just fucking there. But anyways, we'll get to that. So big ass bat, like we talked about. Uh, Some music would have really helped the movie. We talked about that. It only took one day for Renfield to become Dracula's errand boy. I mean, hey, man, one swig of that shit, man. That's all it takes. Just think, of that ha- just think of that happened in The Lost Boys. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, I know, right? Michael would have just immediately been Kiefer Sutherland or David's uh, servant. Yeah. So, we're on the ship. And Dracula just kills everybody on the fucking ship. I know, right? He's like, I'm hungry. I'm going to kill everyone. But then they somehow end up exactly where they need to be. You know, at port. Exactly. They end up there. They take Renfield in because they decide he's a madman because he's eating fucking bugs and stuff. And because he's a fucking madman. Renfield is infinitely more scary than fucking Dracula Mm -hmm. is. It's crazy. I was like, look at this fucking crazy looking dude. They take Renfield in. How does Dracula's coffin get to to that place? And I didn't write down the name of it. Oh, you're right. That's a very good point. I mean, I mean, I guess he could have moved it because they took Renfield in. But why would they not fuck with the coffin? Because it's still yeah. daytime. They would have opened it and been like, oh, there's a dead. I assumed that he was one of the corpses they talked about. You know? So, And it wasn't just yeah. one coffin. It was like three coffins, wasn't it? Because he's, he brought three big boxes with him. Remember? Oh, I don't know if the boxes were dirt. They were, <laughs> The other two might have been dirt. Good old Transylvanian dirt. But I don't know. I only remember the one. They uh, they took Renfield straight to the fucking sanitarium. Yeah, but they took him to a cool sanitarium where they're just like, "Hey, man, you're crazy, so we're gonna keep you here and look and we keep an eye on you. Just wander the facility and yeah. you know, just make how many at home. how many times did they talk about Renfield escaped? Like, it's like, what did he escape from? A fucking door? I mean, a room with an open door? <laughs> right. Beef up your security. Y'all are worried about this guy, but you've got like one dude that talks to Renfield. Yeah. That one guy, and he's just like, oh, he got out again, huh? Yeah. It's like, oh, man, not again. He turned around and walked out of the room. Uh, he told me he wasn't going to do that again this time. Yeah. So Renfield, straight to the sanitarium. No, yeah. no trial, no nothing. They're just like, nah, buddy, you're going. Hell no. They looked at that dude's eyes once and they were like, this fucking dude, fuck eating the bugs. Those eyes said it all. Meanwhile, you got, and I'm a, did they, was it London they went to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They went to so London. you got Renfield's in the sanitarium and now you've got Dracula roaming the streets of fucking London and just killing people right on the street in front of people because he kills a woman like right fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. there. And then the cops find her body. And, and he just whistles to the pedestrians. And, and they don't piece it together. They're not like, hmm, this body's missing his blood like all the bodies on that fucking ship. Yeah. They're just like, oh, somebody died. Oh, well. 
Yeah, it's like blood, how many blood transfusions did they she have? Because yeah, they apparently tried to pump a bunch of blood in her to get her back going again. Well, that was Lucy. But it wasn't enough. That was a different woman. Oh no, no, that's right. That's the next one. That's the next one. Yeah, Lucy's okay. the next yeah, one. Yeah, this yeah, was yeah, just yeah. a random woman on the street that he walked up to, and you yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. and you hear her screaming. Yeah. So she screams. He just goes the other way. He's going to go to the theater. Motherfucking cop sees it, blows a whistle. All these pedestrians just run up and start looking. And that's about it. So this dude's not operating very stealthily at all. Uh-uh. And he's just he's just out there, you know, fucking eating people in the middle of the road. But I mean, it is 1931, so you can't get away with that shit in night in 2023. But uh, I feel like there's too many you, cameras. I feel like you couldn't have got away with that shit on that crowded road in 1931. I mean, he probably got a good point. They should have took her to the alley before he bit her or something. Yeah, instead of right That's there back the corner. Ripper did and shit in it. I don't know. I'm not. I'm you know not those a, exact tactics. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm. I'm not a scholar. I'm sorry. Yeah, my knowledge is very limited. To things I know, and I don't know about Jack the Ripper. Yeah, they never figured out who that was, right? No, man, like apparently uh, they they never figured it out. No, but apparently with the new DNA thing, they think that they've narrowed it down to uh, another person who is also uh, a killer here or some shit because he had left his killings had stopped. And in the space of the span of time that his killing stopped here. Mm-hmm. He was in England or wherever the fuck that was happening. And they now are thinking that uh, maybe that's the, it was the same guy or some shit like that. I mean, it's pretty much theories and shit. They never, they never came out and said, okay, we got it figured out. But they claimed with DNA they were got closer and they think they know who it is. But you never know. Well, at this point, what does it matter? I mean, yeah, it's like, you know, really it's just for the victims' families, but the victims' families are fucking, it's their grandchildren, their great-grandchildren at this yeah. point, and it's, they're way past it. Now it would just be like, oh, shit, I just found out that my great-great-grandfather was fucking killed by Jack the Ripper, you know, or whatever the case may be. And it's pretty much just like bragging rights for the great-great-great-grand people, I guess, because their pers- their person would be tied to history. Not saying that you should brag that your person was killed. You know, I'm not a heartless yeah. bastard, but like I said, it's tied to an and you know a big piece of history. Yeah. What was the point of Dracula having the uh, person at the theater pull the one guy away? I don't know. Because uh, Dracula strange. goes up and he talks to all of them. Yeah, like he knows who the fuck these people are. And it's like, I guess he just wanted an end on the conversation. So he was like, tell, do exactly what I say and then forget about it. And then she's like, hi, such and such. You have a phone call. Yeah, but that doesn't And then he's happen. like, oh, did I hear over here that you have a phone call? Do you know how to use a phone? I know how to use a phone too. Let's talk about that. You know? Um, Yeah, it was, it was weird though, because he didn't, he didn't use it as an end to conversation. Because he actually was talking to him, and then they came up after they started talking, remember? And then the guy stepped away. And then Dracula was talking to um, Lucy and uh, John. Uh, John and Mina. And then Lucy became enamored with him. Yeah. 
But the guy that was left, he was like, oh, did I overhear her call you Dr. Such and Such? Are you the Dr. Such and Such that is the, like, you run the sanitarium? Because he's looking for Renfield. Is but he, he already knows all this. So it's weird that he's like trying to get an in on him. Why don't he just fucking fly his ass in there and free him and then take any woman that he wants, you know? So it's odd that he went that route. So, and I say so a lot. No, I didn't stop. I was just, I was measuring my next words. I do that yeah. sometimes. That way I don't sound stupid. I mean, hey, I just say whatever comes to my mind. I'm sure I sound like a fucking idiot 99% of the time. Yeah, and that's the majority of my day, too. Yeah. Just, the key is, is not give a shit about it. Dracula. And and to I drink mean, Coca-Cola. Drink Coca-Cola. There you go. I drink sugar-free Coke. Thank you. I'm already a hey, fat man, ass. That's the way to do it. I should definitely cut off on some sugar because it's, it's terrible for you. Brought to you by Weight Watchers. <laughs> Brought to you by Weight Watchers. And, and I mentioned it earlier, but Dracula's whole thing is that he operates in the shadows, right? Yeah. How do you how do you live forever? You don't draw attention to yourself. Yes. Yet this motherfucker is out there talking to everybody like he's a politician running for city council or something, out there shaking yeah. hands and kissing babies. Exactly. To the point. Where, like, he gets found out so easy by Van Helsing. Yep. Like, Van Helsing's looking at him sideways the whole time anyway. Yeah, it, it was crazy. And and the other thing, Dracula moves really fucking deliberate. Like, he doesn't get in a hurry. So not only is he getting out there in front of everybody and drawing attention to himself, but then when it's time for him to exit, he's just... Just got this little slow kind of stroll that he does. Yeah, like he glides around. Yeah. And apparently he's got telepathy because he's talking to Renfield in the sanitary. So he didn't even need to he didn't need to know where Renfield was at because he could communicate with him. He already knew where the fuck he was at anyway. Because he approached that guy deliberately and was like, Did I overhear that you are this guy? Yeah. I need an M with you. He could have just went to the fucking sanitarium and fucking as a bat and squeaked and Renfield would have been like, Oh yeah, man, I won't uh I'm they don't really lock me up here. I'll just meet you in the back. <laughs> right. They, and Renfield is such a flip flopper. Oh, he like, don't know what he goes fuck. he goes from being an independent person to being Dracula's slave to yeah. almost selling Dracula out multiple times and then Dracula would just kind of appear or something. He'd be like, No, no, I wasn't saying anything. I wasn't saying anything. Yeah, and it's like, is he gone? Look, man, what you said was right. He's a fucking vampire, dude. <laughs> right? Van, and Van Helsing comes in, and he's just immediately talking about vampires. And nobody's, yeah. you know, they briefly, they're like, oh, you know, vampires don't exist. But that lasts like all of five seconds. Yeah, exactly, right? I thought he was going to talk about some werewolves, too, but no. Like you hear all you heard was hearing all this howling and shit talking about children of the night and shit like that. But I thought yeah. they were going to talk about it, but didn't say shit about it. He was talking about vampires the whole time, and at one point it sounded like he was talking about straight up werewolves. But I was like, or I thought that's where he was going to go, and then he was like vampires. I've never heard a vampire howl. That's all I'm saying. 
where did the garlic come from? I mean, there was no garlic in the, the movie. So, yeah, well, I know where the Wolfsbane's come from, but I'm saying, I, and I don't know enough, I guess, about vampire lore to know where it started and, and where the rules came from. I thought they, I guess, foolishly had thought they'd all come from Dracula. But the only thing they do in this movie is stake him through the heart, Wolfsbane, and in sunlight. They don't and mention crucifix. nothing about yeah, the crucifix. And the mirror. Uh, okay, there's, so there's more than I thought. My bad. And the holy water. They didn't have holy water. They did have a crucifix on a butt plug they fucked him up with, too. So <laughs> you're forgetting a few things. But the yeah, the holy water and then like the garlic wasn't never brought in. Yeah, nah. Which and I think in the original novel, if I'm not mistaken, I think they slit Dracula's throat. Shit. I, That's crazy. I, I want to say they killed him with a uh, kukri. I may be wrong. There's some characters missing from this this film adaptation because uh, yeah. you're missing Quincy Morris. Uh-huh. Um, and I think there might have been one other person that was missing from it. I don't know. I've never, li- I've never read the novel. I, I haven't either, but I'm going based off of what I know. But there was there was other characters, and they're just not in it. Yeah. So, um. The movie's only 75 minutes long, but, and I will say this and this, and, and I might get drugged for this or whatever, but I felt like it dragged at points. It didn't. For me, it kind of it moved, but I, I can get what you mean because like we were at their house and then we were, it was, oh, we just did a movie where they were. Well, I forget what we were talking about, but it was something similar, but. It was just crazy because it's like they were always at that uh, that sanitarium splash mansion. Yeah, you know what I mean. Everything like they happens. Were always went back there. Yeah, everything happened there except for like the final scene. Yeah, and Dracula just keeps popping up. Yeah, it's like hey, even take a nap. I'm gonna be right back. Even after they fucking figure out that he's a vampire, he's yeah. still just showing up. And these people are walking right by him. He's not very well hidden, but they just walk right by him and don't even notice him. And once Van Helsing fucking figured out that, you know, Dracula was the vampire they were looking for, I don't know why they didn't act then. Yeah, exactly. No, y'all. Like, why don't I go that night? They said they had to find out, but didn't he fucking say, hold on. Yeah, they act like they have to go find out where his fucking coffin is. Whenever when he first introduces himself, he says that he just bought that old ass house. Yeah, go check there first, dude. Because they talk about doing repairs on it when he's talking to Lucy, yeah. and he's like, "No, I'm going to leave it the way it is. You know, I like it that way." That's what a poor person would say. It's <laughs> like, nah, I don't need a new front end on that thing. I like it like this. Adds character. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. This dude's already given up his location. Van Helsing finds out he's a fucking vampire and still doesn't act on it because we got to have, we got to have Dracula. Dracula is like fucking Steve Urkel, dude. The families are having conversations and he just pops in the door. Did I do that? Yeah. It's so funny, man, because what the hell? Uh, so we had talked about Lucy and I forget, but I forget both of the, uh, the females names. Mina. There we go. And the first one was Lucy that he just was like, she was right out the gate, loved him. Yeah. So he kills her. Does he go after Mina and make her a fucking, you know, does he take 
extra long special care with her because she resisted him longer or something. I don't know. I don't understand. Why I don't know he why her over the other. I don't know, but he he did, and and I'm assuming yeah. it's fleshed out more in the book. I mean, I know in the Gary Oldman Dracula, it's because she resembles like his past love or something like that. It looks like okay, and one of those deals. Yeah, which isn't exp- expounded on here in this movie. Yeah, and I don't know. And maybe you liked the movie more than I did. Like I said, I felt it dragged at times. And then uh, to be quite honest, there was just points where I was bored. Yeah. Just kind of trying to get through it. Yeah. And, and, and I, and I don't think it's cause it's a bad movie. Cause it's not a bad movie. I think it's honestly because there's no fucking music. Lack gonna, of music. And I'm going to that shit. Yeah. That shit really, really matters. Like it seriously matters because it is that situation. Really, it's just you're watching two people come in and out of a room. I mean, yeah. that's what it is. It's like, okay, well, they went and checked on her because she's sick. Now they're all back out here talking about, man, she's sick. What are we going to do? And then you have your scenes with Dracula, and it really is. It's just back and forth. And uh, the, without the music, it is hard to. It's hard to stay connected to it, you know. And in a. In a movie where they do a lot of talking, I still feel like there was some things that could have been fleshed out more. Like one, you know, why did Dracula choose Mina to, you know, uh, turn into a vampire? Because I mean, assuming that's what he was doing was turning into a vampire because yeah. he let her feed off of him. You know, why did he yeah. choose her? Um, you know, it, it, if we could have just, and I'm not saying see the kills, but. Every kill happens like off screen. Yeah, it fades out on every kill. Even when they kill Dracula, it happens off screen. Yeah. Even whenever he took over Renfield, it seemed like he was about to kill him, but he didn't. He took him over. You know, so yeah. you you can't you don't know the difference between the two. You literally had um him making Renfield his servant, and that was the exact same thing as whenever he went after the girl in the street and killed her. We didn't really see much of like him going after the the guys on the boat. You know, I mean, they just, you know, we just heard screaming and, yeah. and they showed us that he killed them all. But it's the same thing with uh, whenever he goes after Lucy, but he kills her. Mm-hmm. And then whenever he goes after what's her face, he doesn't kill her. He's just turning her. It's all the exact same. And even if going back to it, if there was music, then. And I'm not going to be like, oh, man, this movie's fucking terrible because there's no music because hey, there was no music in the time. So I'm not going to count that against it. But I'm just saying, like, with it, it would have been so much better. Um, but you, that little bit of music could be just a little bit of a change. Mm-hmm. And, you, and, and maybe you'd be like, oh, damn, he killed her just because of how hard and how crazy the music was getting. It wasn't, you know, whatever. But yeah. I- and, and once once again, I don't know if they were putting music in movies. That I had to watch some other movies from 1931 and and onward to see, like when music started yeah. coming into the movies. But yeah, uh-huh. like the scenes where you see his eyes, music would have worked there. Scenes where people died off screen, music would have made a world of difference there, and it would just yeah. it had made it, I guess, a more immersive experience than what we got. Yep. But um, speaking of. Dracula movies. Have you seen the previews for the last voyage of the Demeter? Uh, no. Oh, I want to see it. It's, 
Is that a Dracula movie? It is. It's based off of like one chapter in the book. And it's the boat ride from Transylvania to London. Oh, shit. Yeah. We just saw a little piece of that. It doesn't work out good for the guys on the boat. Right. Spoiler alert. Uh, So I wouldn't see that because in my mind, the only way that movie can end is with everybody dead. Like they can't kill Dracula because if you're basing it off of uh, that chapter, we know he gets to London. Yeah. We know he kills a woman in the alley. We know he goes into a play and talks to uh, some people just, you know, for whatever reason. So. No. And I love the fact that he takes his fucking Dracula cape off and hangs it up when he's at the play to where he looks like a, you know, regular just gentleman in a suit. Regular old piece of shit. Just a regular Dracula, not a Count Dracula. Yeah. Well. If people... Like, people know that he's Count Dracula. Surely they have to be aware that this motherfucker's been alive for a long time. Yeah, I know. And it's so funny because, like you said, you know, Van Helsing finds him out so fast. Like, he sees the the no, no reflection in the little mirror of the of the cigarette box. And um, or I think that's what it was, right? That guy got a cigarette out of there, right? It seemed like a so. cigarette or a cigar box type thing. But he grabbed one out. In the mirror, you know, Van Helsing looks in it, doesn't see his reflection standing over there. And goddamn, he makes it so fucking obvious, you know? It's like, he's like, huh? And then he looks even closer, huh? Then he grabs the motherfucker and he's like, hey, look at this. Like, (laughs) no one is nonchalant, you know? It's like, if some crazy shit's happening. But but that's what's so fucking good about the Van Helsing character. His ass is like, hold on, before you go, motherfucker, you ain't getting nothing over anybody. I know there's just something crazy. Let me show you how I know. Fucking opened it in his face. Yeah. He fucking smashes that. He's like, I don't like mirrors. And if Van Helsing, Professor Helsing will explain to you why. And then he's like, for a person who hasn't lived a full lifetime. Yeah. You are very wise. I'll see you again. Like this dude just admitted to being some type of immortal fucking creature. Right. Go now to in the front house. Of, to, yeah. In front of everybody. Then he's like, yeah, Van Helsing knows what I am. He'll tell you. Yeah. Like, Damn. I don't have time. I got to get back. The sun's coming up. Like, man, how did you fucking survive all this time? I know, right? Because even going back to the beginning of the movie, the people in Transylvania knew. Because they're like, yeah. no, fuck Dracula's castle, buddy. Exactly. We don't go there. Yeah, because they don't know about the simple, simple, simple way of killing him. <laughs> right. Like, holy shit. And I wish, once again, you know, it, maybe it's just the way movies were made back in the day. You know, it's a it's a relatively young art form at that point in time. Yeah. But a, a little backstory on Van Helsing would have been nice. Because this dude just comes in, you know, to the movie talking about vampires. Yeah. And they're like, wait a minute, what? And you don't even know what Van Helsing's experience with vampires is. I'm assuming that he had to have killed one. Yeah. Had to have. Because he's like, the only way that we could do it is this way. Yeah. And it's so crazy. Because it's like, he's like, you know, oh, they have to sleep in their dirt. So if he's come here, then he has to have some dirt with him. I thought they were going to go take his fucking dirt away. I swear to God. I know how to kill a vampire, and I know that it all stemmed from this. 
But I swear, I thought this motherfucker was about to be like, we got to go get his dirt. If yeah. he ain't got his dirt, he can't sleep and he'll have to leave. <laughs> I swear, man. I was like, what is about to happen here? I'm going to jump ahead because I um I may forget this thought if I don't mention it now. But when they go to kill Dracula, he just rips up a piece of his fucking coffin and makes a steak out of it. I mean, look, that's pretty fucking gangster if you ask me. He's about to kill him with a piece of his own fucking coffin. Like, I like that. It may be, but how poorly constructed were these coffins? Oh, I mean, yeah, he's just fucking snatching it up with his fucking bare hands. And if and if, crazy. They're, if they're that weak, how are they carrying all this fucking dirt? Because you know that shit's got to be heavy. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised that, like, when they were carrying them to that fucking abbey, that the box didn't break and Dracula's body just comes rolling out onto the fucking sidewalk. Yeah, and just burning the fuck up. <laughs> right. In the sun. Mina gets bitten by Dracula. He he shows up and he like bites her and gives, she's got gives like her a little bite. Yeah, then he feeds her. And then her first thing is like, Jonathan, we can't be together anymore. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't kiss anymore. We can't touch anymore. You have to leave. Our chapter of our life being in love is over. And it's like, holy shit. What did Dracula do to this girl? And he's got that effect. Who was your favorite character in the movie? Huh? Who was your favorite character in the movie? I think that the best performance, and it's just me, is fucking Renfield. That dude was giving it everything. That's what I have down here, too. I had Renfield as the best character. Because he was scary and convincing. Dracula, a couple times, come off as goofy. It was one of his final glares. And it looked so stupid. There was no light, and he was given like a look where it was like, it was really weird. Like that, I just saw myself in the camera. That looked creepier than this. It looked, his shit looks silly. But Renfield, literally, I'm probably going to have nightmares about that motherfucker tonight because his eyes were just so crazy. He went from like a scholar gentleman that was delivering what, what the fuck was he even going there in the first place for? Are you talking about Renfield? Yeah, he was supposed hey, to be bringing something. I'm assuming that he was the one that did the paperwork on the house that Dracula had bought and then set up transportation. Okay, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. All right, because he was like, I have to go up there for business or whatever. And yeah. I was like, what fucking business is it? I guess I missed him say it. But, uh, but yeah, it is funny. But he went from that to crazy like that. When you saw him on the fucking boat, it's like, is that him? Yeah. He, he was my favorite character, favorite, uh, favorite person. Yeah, he was mine too. He, um, he was like chewing up scenery whenever he was in there. Yeah. Like you were drawn to him. You're like, Oh, Renfield's well, yeah. doing something. Yeah. No, exactly. And it's funny. Cause you know that they were using that because just like you were saying earlier, there were sometimes it started to slow down and drag and it's like, whatever. And then fucking Renfield busted the fucking room like Kramer. And you're like, Hey, what's this motherfucker doing? You know, oh, what's, you cra- got, what's crazy guy up to? You guys, you got a Seinfeld reference in here. I got, I get a Simpsons reference in here for you. Yeah. Renfield is like, um, died. I don't know. I can't remember exactly what episode it was, but it was an episode where they wanted Bart to create a distraction, and then Bart does something. He's like, "Look at me!" And then I think it's like Millhouse. He's like, or somebody. I can't remember who it was. They're like, "Look, Bart's doing something," and they all turn and look at him. That was yeah. fucking Renfield. It's like, look, Renfield's doing something. Yeah, and <laughs> it's funny because then you're like, 
And it's so funny because the Renfield thing a couple of fucking times, like it was the same shit. Like you said, he just popped in the room real quick to flip flop a couple times again to be like, look, no, because so whenever the carriage is coming into town Mm -hmm. and I, I went all the way back to the first scene, right? When the carriage is coming back in town, Renfield is in that carriage, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's a girl talking to him, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a there's there's a girl. There's a guy. I, it might be there's two guys. Four people. In there. Yeah, yeah. And then the girl. That's it. After that scene, she was no more. Correct. She was yeah. just reading about Transylvania. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Because I was thinking that might have been his girl. What connection did Renfield have with one of the two girls? Because he was like, please. Master, you promised not to hurt such and such or some shit. Yeah, he kept, he was trying was to protect Mina. No, it was Mina. Because after well, Lucy the- had died, he kept he would like like you got to get her away. You got to do this. Um, you got to move well, me. Why? Move me somewhere else so Dracula will come with me. I don't know. Is that his sister or something? No, it can't be because they're all like, who the fuck's this crazy piece of shit? Yeah. No one gives a fuck about Renfield. So why does he care about her? It's strange. Because if he is taken over by Dracula, unless it's a situation where that was just his little bit of humanity, like trying to still be there and pop out. And that has to be what that is. But it's like, I don't know. I guess it just wasn't put forth um, as well as it could have been. Did Speaking of Renfield, did you watch the Renfield movie? No. Oh. The one with uh, Nick Cage and uh, yeah. what's the fucking dude's name? Uh, was it Nicholas Holt? I think so. Yeah, you should watch it. It's it's worth a watch. Is it funny? Yeah, yeah. It was it was funny. It had its moments, and like I brought up, I brought up Nicholas Cage and uh, that fucking movie, The Unbearable uh, Weight of Massive Talent or some shit like that. Have you watched it yet? No, not yet. It's worth it. It's fucking funny, man. It really is. Where's it streaming at? Oh shit! I don't know, man. I bought it because I. Oh, okay. I see. I caught Renfield on uh, was either Paramount or Peacock or whatever streaming yeah. service he came on. It popped on there, and I'm like, oh, I want to watch this. Yeah, it's it's bloody too, dude. That's funny. Like if you haven't seen it, you should watch it because it is watch. over the top, right? Like it's yeah. over over the top on purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was a, uh, and they make Renfield a badass in that movie. But he has to eat bugs to do it. That's how he gets his yeah, power. Yeah, he's, he's pretty much just going and getting food for Dracula, right? Yeah, and then he ends up yeah. in a support group for abusive relationships. That's crazy. Yeah. Like I said, like I, said I knew that it was silly, but I didn't know exactly all what it was about. <laughs> it's, oh, man. I may watch it again. Like I said, I had a good time with it. Yeah. I'm sure Josh will listen to this episode and be like, Redfield sucked. Maybe. He is a huge Nicolas Cage fan, though. You know, he uh, he fought me on the uh, black phone so hard, so. Yeah. If only he would have known that Nicolas Cage was uh, an executive producer on that movie. Changed his whole fucking mind. Is he really a big Nicolas Cage fan? No, not at all. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, I'd be such a weird person for Josh to be a big fan of. Yeah, I know, right? It's like it, that was just one of those random things I talk about. Yeah. Which I don't have a problem with Nicolas Cage. I mean, you know, it is what it is where he does like everything in the world. And it's, that, well, it's, he, it's his, he owes people his money. prerogative, man. 
Huh? He had to pay people back. He owed money. I mean, yeah, the money was a thing, but I mean, he, let's just say the money wasn't a thing, and he just loves the shit so much. Yeah. And it's like, hey, okay, I'm not hot anymore where they're giving me these fucking A-list pictures, but I still want to act because I love it. Yeah. You know? Of course I'm going to pick this fucking B-movie. I'm going to do these 80 B-movies. We're going to get Leaving Las Vegas Part 2. I know, right? Like, I think that his problem was that he kept Back to spending. Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> Turning around to go back to Vegas, but um, yeah. Anyway, he kept spending like an A list or whenever he got knocked down a little bit to the to the B list, the C list shit. Like you can't get you can't go from making fucking ten million on a film to making you know one million on a film, but still going and buying a two million dollar buying giraffe. Superman number one or whatever it is. Uh, yeah, because he's a big comic book guy. Yeah, and he's a collector. Yeah. But we I like talked, that he's having a little bit of a comeback. I, yeah, I, that, I very, that's I nice I do to like see. that about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's because he doesn't seem like a jackass or anything like that. He seems like a nice guy. Yeah. I don't think he's Keanu Reeves nice, but he does seem like he's all right. Yeah. Unlike uh, Kevin Costner, who I just imagine in real life is just a prick. Oh, man. He's a sweetheart, man. I've met him. He probably is. and But. You know, you know my disdain for Kevin Costner. Yeah. Yes. Oh man, couldn't even do an accent in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Hey man, you know who else is really cool? Apparently, because I know you saw the same thing. But uh, fuck, I hate it when I'm draw a blank when I'm about to talk about somebody. Michael, um, from Aliens and from uh, Terminator One. Michael Bean. Bean. There it is. Uh, I, was, I don't know why I was thinking Bane. But anyway, dude, it was so cool, man. There was like a Comic-Con and uh, this little girl dressed up like Ripley, you know, in the scene where he's showing her how to work yeah. a gun. And it's just like he fucking like posed with her, you know, with her little fucking like plastic paper gun that he, her parent or sure her and her dad made or something, you know? Yeah. But yeah, it was super cool because they like lined it up to make sure it was exactly the same and he was doing the same thing. Oh, that's so, cool. That's really cool, man, because this little girl was, like, little. She was, like, fucking seven or some shit. But, probably never seen Aliens. Yeah. Probably not. Like, her dad. Oh, dude. <laughs> Something happened at Walmart the other day. Um, we were looking for uh, shirts. Uh, Courtney was going to make a couple shirts. Yeah. And uh, we were, so we were right there in the shirt section. And this, uh, this, this man was, like, with his, like, teenage daughters, like, doing, like, looking through shirts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the daughters was like, ooh, will you get me this? And he straight turned at her and said, if you can name me one Poison song, I'll buy it for you. And she was like, I don't know any. He was like, you're not getting it then. <laughs> Which is so funny. It's like, look, if you can name one song, I have no problem. But uh, it's funny because uh, McKinley, uh, my niece, uh, she was going to be going into school and Lizzie got her a few shirts and you know, one was like, you're random shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what the hell all that were. They were, I don't want to say the wrong shit, but it was like ACDC Metallica Nirvana or something, you know? Yeah. But, um, Courtney was like, all right, well, I'm next time I see her, I'm going to go over a few songs from each of the bands to where, and listen to them or she can at least say that, I was like, you better come correct if somebody asks you if you know any of the ba- any of the band's songs, you know? So yeah. she made sure to go like do some studying with her. It's funny you bring that up because 
um, when Bailey was here for the summer, I took her shopping and she bought a Nirvana shirt and she bought yeah. some Metallica socks. Yeah. She she knew a Metallica song. She knew Master of Puppets from Stranger Things because she likes yeah. that show. So she knew she knew Master of Puppets and she likes that song. And so I'd play her some other Metallica, you know. But then she bought that Nirvana shirt. So I was like, well, now you got to listen to some Nirvana. Yeah. It's like you can't just be buying these shirts and wearing them. You got to know. know something. It's so funny, man, because I was talking to uh, Luke about Nirvana today because uh, I was listening to like a 2002 playlist that I made. And um, I was telling him, I, uh, you know, you're right, came on. And he was like, is this Nirvana? I'm like, yeah. And I was like, it's interesting about this because, you know, we, you know, as fans of music and everything, you know, obviously Nirvana blew up and was gone like that because he died yeah. in 94 and it was done, you know, and that short time left a huge mark. And then I was like, and then eight years later, all of a sudden, there's this song that was half done or whatever, and they had to go in and like work some magic to have it completed and you know radio ready, you know. Mm-hmm. And then they put and they released it, and it was fucking awesome. Like I love you know you're right, you know. Whenever that shit come out, I was like, this is fucking amazing. And then they just used like live you know show footage for the video. But I was like, it was fucking awesome because it was like, uh, this band is gone. And then they had one more fucking golden egg. You know, it's just the shit, you know? And that was a really good song. It kind of had like, it embodied all of Nirvana's sounds into one big fucking in your face, like song. And like, it was a good one. So I was telling him about that and he was saying that was pretty interesting stuff. But anyway. Hey, this is off. This is off subject. It's still music related, but it's off subject of the movie. I just thought about it while we were talking about it. Yeah. Have you listened to the new Metallica? No, but you had said that. Uh, you said that it was better than you expected, right? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I haven't listened to any of it, man. I haven't listened to the last few Metallica. Well, I didn't. Albums. I I listened to some of that hardwired self destruct, and I didn't uh, care for it. And there was like a few songs on death magnetic that i liked but for the most part it wasn't but this one 72 seasons has got more songs that i like than like both of those albums combined does it seem like they kind of went back to their original roots a little bit or are they playing around with their sound some no i think it it's probably closer to a return to form than the other two albums were because like i felt like in um uh, like hardwired self-destruct. It just sounded like Lars was just, it sounded like a three-year-old beating on his first drum kit. Yeah, just, just fucking playing the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. Just over and over and over. And this is just going to make for great <laughs> audio when you when somebody listens to this, when I release it. Yeah. Or if you watch the video and you just see me flailing my arms, making a noise. Yeah. But yeah, this one was... Like I said, I like it better. Uh, I would I would recommend you checking it out and seeing what you think. I mean, you may not like it, but I like it. Yeah. Definitely have to check it out. Now, back to the discussion about the movie. So we were talking about the sanitarium. We were talking about how Renfield apparently just has like a day lock on his door where it's not really locked. The security at the sanitarium is pretty lax. 
It's extremely lax. But yet this motherfucker can't eat a spider? Yeah. Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, you're watching him so close that you're going to stop him from eating a bug. But you ain't watching him close enough to not let him walk out of a fucking room whenever he's supposed to have been put in there and locked up. And then the fucking doctor, or whoever the fuck he is at the last time, he's like, come on, I'll show you where to put him where he will never get out. But what are you going to do? Like, fucking put a padlock on the door? That might have been what you should have been doing from the first from the right? get-go. Why didn't you do that at the jump? They've been putting him in the waiting area. <laughs> He hasn't made it past fucking uh, the triage. He's just been reading Time magazines <laughs> in the waiting room. Exactly. He, they hadn't actually got a room for him yet. He and Dracula both just come and go as they please in this movie. Oh, and yeah. You, and you know that both of them are threats. You know Renfield yeah. is crazy. And you know that Dracula is a fucking vampire because Van Helsing proved that shit like in the first meeting. He's like, hey, yeah. look, like you said, look in this mirror. Oh, I hate mirrors. Van Helsing will tell you why. <laughs> now let yeah, me now look away as I dirt. turn into a bat. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's crazy. Something I wish I would have seen Renfield, uh, Renfield do that would have been like, you know, whenever it's the time that he was like, oh, master, he had a real Igor feel to him. Yeah. But when he's like, oh, master, uh, I wasn't telling him anything. Trust me, I wasn't going to do anything. They should have had him like, attack one of them for a second not really do any damage but like attack a motherfucker to where he's still trying to still show dracula that he's got some allegiance or at least or dracula made him do it or whatever the case because really it was just like a bunch of talking all he was doing was kind of just bullshit yeah so it's just funny all the action happens off screen because i think there's a point in the movie where mina attacks jonathan and it happens off screen yeah that's right whenever she's finally kind of transitioned and she's ready for some fucking blood they pan over to her dad and van helsing and then it's then it's like loud oh no and then a scream and they go yeah. fucking rescue him from her. Uh, and the fucking bat's flying around. And they're like, ah, this bat, get away. Yeah, I know, right? This giant like, bat. Motherfucker's trying to shoot him and is like, put your gun away. That bat, that, your bullets won't affect that bat. And then he looks at the lady and he's like, I think that we're the only ones that are sane. You know. So it's just funny. It's like, no one wants to believe, but they're seeing this shit happen right in front of them. Maybe the gun or the shotgun doesn't kill him, but surely it rips holes in his wings and then he can't fly around. Yeah. You think it would hurt him at least still. Yeah. It'd be uncomfortable. Like, you know, wasp things don't kill us, but I hate Shoot, to fucking feel like them. Motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. To the point where I run from them. Yeah. Like a scared little child. You ever want to see me run? I gotta pull some fucking wasp out. They fucking suck, man. For real. But it sucks whenever you're like, you know, got two children and the old lady. It it, it falls on you. You got to deal with it. But the thing about it is like Hazel, she, I know that we're like going on a whole thing about wasps now, but um, Hazel eats them bitches, man. She'll fucking try to get them and she'll finally get one. I think I saw where Cody posted about it. One time. Yeah, it Courtney calls it her spicy snacks because 
she'll eat it, but she'll eat it real carefully and then it'll get her, you know, and then she'll just kind of like snatch around, but she loves them. She, it's like spicy food or something, you know, where it burns spicy the hell out of your tongue. Snacks. But God damn, it's good as hell. You know, like it's kind of like whenever you're eating something that's really fucking hot, you're still shoveling that shit in your fucking mouth, but you're just, you know, like, oh, yeah, inward blowing. You know, you're hurting yourself, but but you love it so much. You, you're you're probably too uh, high class for this nowadays. Um, when's the last time you ate any ramen? No, it's fucked up that you say that. I've never had ramen noodles. Never. I mean, get the fuck out of here. I'm telling you, everyone says that. They're like, are you fucking serious? I'm like, yeah, dude. Like, and we never like, we're rich. No, we, we were never really rich, but we, we had money to get by. But, and so we would eat like what people would call struggle meals and shit like that, but never ramen. That's just not something I guess my mom and dad were liked or something, or they just never had it in the house. So it's not one of those things that was like a staple that was always at the house. So, Dude, so you can... I know I've never had it. I can't speak for Richard or Michael. They may have, yeah. but I'm, I've still never had it. So we got a couple Asian markets here in Tyler, and I'll I'll go to them because they got some cakes I like. They got these uh, purple like Yubi cakes yeah. that, that I enjoy. A guy at my job you know, got me started on them, and that I... They're really good. I let my daughter try one and she didn't like it. And I let my nieces and my niece try one and she didn't like it either. And then I feel like I just wasted this is my poor fucking cake. food, dad. But they also have, they have a larger selection of ramen than what you get at fucking Walmart. Yeah. And they got this one. It's, it's like bull deck. That shit is so spicy, man. It's good. And it just you talking about like eating something spicy. And yeah. still shoveling in your mouth, even though you know it's burning you up. The ramen's fucking great, but it's so, so fucking spicy. It is so hard to eat. And you're just sitting there, like, trying to eat it, and you're fucking sweating and shit and everything. And you're just like, oh, I shouldn't be eating this, but, you know, it's so good. Oh. Yeah. And, you know, like, you look like you've been standing outside in 100-degree heat all day when you eat it. Yeah, you're fucking red and sweating. Yeah. It's funny. There was a guy that was uh, on the boat that I'm on now, and he um, he loved hot sauces and shit. So he brought a whole bunch of different hot sauces. And, man, it's just like he was talking to me about some of the hot sauces that he's tried. I like where his tongue will swell. But he's like, it's so good, though, man. It's so good. I'll drink this shit. I'm like, man, no, I like spicy <laughs> food. I'm not a person that's like, oh, no, it's too spicy. And it's like, the fuck are you talking about, dude? It's ketchup. You know what I mean? Like, I do like some spice in my food, but I'm not about to hurt myself. I'm not about to have my fucking mouth feeling like it's bleeding or my tongue swelling or my lips swelling. I don't like that spice. It's like, fuck that. Oh, shit. Hold on. I'm so in the chat, because we're while we're recording this, we're streaming on Twitch. We're doing a live stream here. Uh, one of our viewers said that hot foods release endorphins in your brain that cause a sensation of euphoria. And see, I believe that because anything I feel like when it comes to endor. Now look, this guy sounds smart, and I am not that. What I do is I just kind of go through life. You know what I mean? With my seventeen things that I know that I don't even know what those are. <laughs> and I kind of observe 
and I report back to myself and I kind of try to make sense of it. And then I'll just go from there. You know, if I'm wrong, that's completely cool. I'm good with that. But I'm not a fact checker. I'm not going to look into these things before I start just blathering on, you know, whatever. So I might be completely wrong, but it does seem like there's a lot of things that will produce endorphins. And it's funny because I feel like food, like especially hot food, because Mm -hmm. I guess it has that little bit of pain, like he says, and, and then releases endorphins and things like that. And I feel like anything like that, something super sweet, you know what I mean? That, you know, cause a lot of people, they'll form an emotional attachment to their food. You know, that's like a huge problem in America. That's where the fattest fucking country, cause we love our food. You know what I mean? Instead of like, you know, treating it like business, you know, but it's just wild because spicy foods are really good, but I'm not about to hurt myself on them shits. If I want an endorphin rush, I'll just bang some heroin. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm not a heroin addict. I like how you like I know that I bang some heroin. Yeah, uh, yeah it's funny because uh, I know I've brought this up before, but there was a guy who was like checked out the podcast at work. He was like, oh, I listened to a little bit of one, man. Which one are you addicted to heroin? I'm like, this podcast is not for you. If you're <laughs> if you're believing any, you're taking any of the shit we say to heart, you should not listen anymore. I, I don't like to tell people they shouldn't listen, but if you can't tell that we're just talking random nonsense. <laughs> Which one of you is a heroin addict? For you. Yeah, no, and I, and I think it was Josh. We had made a simple throwaway comment about uh Bernie being a disappoint disappointed in Josh, like Josh being a disappointment. And then I was like, I know, right? And something about a heroin addiction or something. I don't even remember what the joke was. Yeah. Because it was just some random bullshit. But hey man, I can see your fucking uh chainsaw tattoo, dude. Yeah. Yeah, man. It looks good. I gotta get a better camera because your shit is like fucking 4K. And my shit is fuzzy and fucked up. Like now that you've uh-huh. got your lights going, man, you look like a fucking professional youtube guy yeah there you go i'm sure that's not it so we got another comment it said pain also releases endorphins because it triggers the fight or flight complex that's why tattoos can be addictive yeah and and it's another thing too like speaking of that uh you know there's that's why a lot of people who have trauma in their life and shit like that they uh fuck what do they call it uh self harm but in small ways like tattoos stuff like that where they'll they enjoy that pain because it helps them process things in a different way and it's crazy because i mean yeah it's it's weird because the pain makes them feel good so it's just uh ways people different people cope with different yeah this is this is gonna sound stupid probably but you've have you ever used iodine for like a mosquito bite? No. Oh, dude. So it burns so much. And I love it. <laughs> no, it is funny because there is some like uh, pains that are a satisfying pain. And like, I'm trying to think like. Iodine's one for me, like on a open wound. Well, yeah, not like, like not like a too much. 
not a knife or something like that, but you know, but like a yeah. mosquito mosquito bite where you've been scratching and it's broke the skin. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because like, um, I think that like yeah, like a a hydrogen peroxide thing or something like that where you know that it's doing what it's supposed to do, but there is a little bit of sting to it. it might feel good. Alcohol is just a pain in the ass. Like alcohol fucking sucks. So like putting that on a wound, that's just a bummer. I never used iodine though. It's weird. I've heard people do it, but it's like, we just didn't use it in our house. Uh, My grandmother used it. And when I was a little kid, I didn't like it obviously because it fucking burned. Yeah. As an adult, it's when I started using it. I'll tell you what pain I don't fucking like. That's a uh, ulcers in your mouth. Fuck that. Yeah, that sucks. It does. Yeah, and you, ne- and you never get like, like you bite your cheek and then it kind of like swells a little bit. So then uh, you bite it a lot fucking more until you bite a chunk out of it. That fucking yeah. sucks. Pain's usually no good. Pain's usually no bueno. You know what else is no bueno? What's that? The fucking defenses at the sanitarium. We talked about the security for keeping Renfield in check. Yeah. But there's nobody to like check Dracula at the, you know, if Dracula is just fucking coming, going as he pleases, lock a door, shut a window. Uh, You definitely should shut those fucking windows at that place. I mean, he is just. (sighs) The Wolfsbane did nothing also. Oh, yeah. It's so funny because it's like, hey, hey, make sure that she keeps this around her neck. Well, at this point, she's pretty much already a trans transferred over to a fucking vampire. So that shit should have been fucking her up. I mean, am I right? Because literally when that shit came out, no, no, I am wrong. I'm wrong. Yeah. Because that shit came off and then he came in and I guess he finished it. You know, they gave her one last, you know, injection of vitamin D. Yeah. He, uh, Dracula runs off with her. And he takes her back to his abbey and Renfield follows him. Right. Yeah. And then they follow Renfield. But what I don't understand is why the fuck did they follow? You know, Dracula thinks that Renfield led him to him and, you know, Renfield's like, no master, I didn't lead him to you. I swear. I swear. It's like, they already knew where he was at. They knew what fucking house you bought. I know. Right. Did they think you were going to take it to the fucking library? Yeah. It's crazy as hell, too, because remember just earlier, before all the random-ass bullshit we were talking about, you had said something along the lines of, uh, you know, Dracula moves at, a, at his own pace. Like, he yeah. moves at a certain pace, and he and I had said he glides and shit like that. And you were like, he really doesn't ever move fast. And I was going to wait for this moment. But, man, it was so funny looking whenever he was panic running with her. Yeah. Like they would shoot, look at a shot, and he just runs across the fucking little piece of set. And then it's like changed to another piece of the house and he's just hauling ass with her. It looked so like out of character. It looked out of place because he hadn't moved quickly like that. If they would have tried to make him glide faster, that might have worked a little bit better, but it just looked kind of funny. Yeah. We're we're at the end of the movie. And I think when I looked at the time left, at one point it was like six minutes left in the movie. The final showdown. I'll ask you first. What did you think about it? 
Uh, no, look, man, they ended movies weird back then. Like, it would be like, it's like the final thing wasn't even the big thing. It was the buildup of it. Mm-hmm. Because straight up, he's like, hey, we're here. We got to find his fucking coffin in the earth and this, that, and the other. And we need to stick up, put a stake in his heart. And it was like, okay. So they go down, they find him, and he immediately running, like Dracula's running with uh, what's-her-face. And then they're right on his heels. That's why he starts running in a panic. And he goes to the basement and they follow and he's in his coffin sleeping already. Yeah. Just dead asleep, which I mean, apparently that's how it works. So I'm cool with that. But it's just like, bam. And then she is just fucking wandering around, I guess, because whenever they do this, she like snaps out of it. But it is funny because he's like, I'm going to break this apart. Give me something to smash it through his fucking chest. And he fucking hits him a couple times. There's like a you hear him groaning off screen. Yeah, yeah. And then it's done. And he's like, oh, he's dead forever. There's no fucking. They didn't want to show any type of gore or yeah. any type of. There's anything bad. Back I felt like there was crazy. I felt like there was no build up to Dracula's death. Yeah. Um. I felt like it was very anticlimactic and and very unsatisfying because it happened off screen. And I'm not. You didn't even see it dead. And I don't have to see like a bunch of gore. But when we watched they, uh, not they, them, and I know we go back to this one a lot, and I do because it was fucking great. I love that movie. Yeah. But you see them torching ants. Yeah, you like you see stuff happen in that movie. You you see like the ant pick up that one dude. In this movie, literally every piece of action happens off screen. And I I get that maybe there was like some limitations, but you could have. There's a way that you could have shown him driving that stake through Dracula's heart. I mean, even if they would have shown him over the casket, you know what I mean? Yeah, or have to have the fucking guy in there. You could just like stab down in the fucking casket. Then you have a loud, you could have cut away for the loud groan and green and I mean, uh, you know, grunting and groaning and screaming and then come back and you could have just been like a from here up shot of, you know, old boy fucking dead. I mean, you could have done something, but it was yeah. just a, you could have did like a, a side, like silhouette shot of him, like coming down with the stake. And then that yeah. way you don't have to worry about the, the, the special effects or how are you going to you know, make this scene happen? Yeah. I mean, there was ways that you could have done it and it could have been, and it could have been better than what it was. Yeah. So highly for me, highly disappointing that Dracula died off screen. Um, hell, the closest thing you get to action is when Dracula picks Renfield up. Yeah. To, to yeah, kill him. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. What did you think about the movie? Uh, I enjoyed it. I did like it. Uh, And I know that I'll watch it again, but there was a lot of things that, and I know that it was a sign of the times and things like that, that it seems like they were still trying to make their, their hard transition into what we know as movies now, you know? From silence, even like 
Uh, you talking about from the silent air? Yeah, from the silent air to even fucking right after. Like, I mean, fuck, what was uh? I'm trying to think, man. Uh, was uh, Psycho 1961? I don't know something like that i can look it up i think so but even psycho there was not any or barely any gore i know that he hacks her up and then you see you know the blood and shit in the shower but like straight up man there's not a lot of gore in that movie and it was the fucking craziest shit people had ever seen 30 years later you know 1960 okay so yeah so it was 29 years later and so, of course, there's going to go from like you're not seeing any type of action of someone having harm done to them, except for Renfield um, and going to Psycho 30 years later, where there's still not a whole, whole lot of shit. And, you know, you're not seeing a whole lot of that. So I'm not trying to blame the the movie for you know, the things that I would have done differently or which who the fuck am I, but you get what I mean, what I would have yeah. liked seen, uh, done differently. Um, because of the time that it was out, but there's several things that I wish that could have been done differently. So like I said, I enjoyed it. I would tell people like, yeah, you definitely need to watch the, you know, the original Dracula for sure. You know, mm-hmm. um, like, I want to see Nosferatu. Never seen it. Never watched a silent film ever. But I'd like to see it just to where I can be like, yeah, I've checked it out. You know, might be a movie I never watch again. Might be a movie that fucking is amazing. And I'm like, oh, my God, this fucking thing is awesome. Like, I'm and with uh, them and. Um, Children of the Damned. Or yeah, Village of the Damned. Damned. Children yeah, of the Damned like, was a sequel. It's funny so. how you always have to remind me of that movie. <laughs> Like I like it so much, but you have to remind me. But shit like that, you know, like I'll fucking I, I definitely have referred those movies a few times to people. I thought about but, it the other night I was thinking about watching them again. Yeah. I may watch it tonight it's good. while I'm going to bed. It's good. But I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead, sir. But I mean, yeah, like I said, I mean I liked it. It was good. Uh definitely glad I watched it. Definitely glad we chose to do these. Um it was okay. I think that where I land with it ranking wise, it's not looking, you know, as great as normal because it is a movie that had come out, you know, fucking 50 fucking years before I was born. So (laughs) there is that that does play a factor, but I think that it's probably about a two for me. Wow. Wow. I thought... I thought I was being hard on the movie with my my rating. What is it? A four and a half? No. Um, but man, you, you, woo! Wow, I don't feel so bad now because you went way lower. Than, well, I say way lower. You went lower than I did. Yeah, which is being I, two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm with you. I would uh, I would recommend people to watch the movie if they've never seen it. Um, I think it's something you should see at least once. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's probably going to be a one-time view for me. I don't know that I'll go back to it. Uh, the like we talked about, you know, just the lack of music is—it's hard to get over. Like that would have done so much more. That would have made this like a rewatch if it had, if you just had music. 
just some yeah. something. Um, so the the movie is just like a series of conversations between like Van Helsing and Dracula. It's kind of weird. Uh, it's I don't know. It's easy for me to sit here now in 2023 and say that the film's not scary when the film's almost a hundred fucking years old. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how it have felt back in, you know, 1931, if I'd have been alive and I'd seen it then, maybe I'd have been frightened and terrified. I don't know, but it doesn't really seem to build up suspense. It, uh, everything happens off screen. Um, Dracula's an idiot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's just no way around that. I gave it a three. Yeah. Well, Jack, you could say that Dracula is a little uh, Dracula is a little arrogant because he's been alive for how many, however fucking long. I was like, this bitch ain't going to be able to fucking kill me. Yeah, I'm a vampire bitch. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> you know? That could be it. Um, it's got to be something because he just, he gets really careless. And like you say, he just keeps popping in like fucking, well, that was Renfield, but he's popping in like fucking Kramer. Yeah. So three stars for me, two stars for you. Um, so this is going to be our, we're going to do three films. These are yeah. going to be our black and white films. I mean, we can, I guess, discuss what films we were going to cover because they're not going to change. Yeah, no, uh, no, no. It was, um, we're doing Dracula, Frankenstein, and The Wolfman, right? Yep. I believe that was the three that we settled on. Yeah. So. You got those to look forward to uh, when me and Daniel do another episode. We're going to be talking about one of those movies. Um, I'm really, I, you know, full disclosure, haven't seen these movies. Haven't yeah, watched them yet. Either. I was just kind of waiting until we get closer to the time. But I'm excited to watch Frankenstein because supposedly Frankenstein was the better movie. Um, so I'm it's crazy. curious if you to look at it. lists, if you look at lists, even today, that fucking movie is like in the top 10 or the top 20 greatest fucking horror movies ever made. Yeah. I'm very intrigued. Very intrigued. Yeah. I want to see where that one goes and I want to see the Wolfman because apparently yeah, there's some uh, good special effects going on in that movie, you know, for the time. I mean, obviously it's not going to be like now, but yeah, well, I say now, but now we rely too much on CGI and some of it looks really Fucking hokey. Yep. They're they're fucking falling way too far away from um practical because it's so crazy, man. Cause like, yeah, of course computer technology is skyrocketing and it's making things like amazing, but practical effects technology is fucking making leaps and bounds too. Yeah. It's looking even better and better. I know that it has to be the cost. It has to be the expense that comes with that, like making a full cast of my head and then yeah. exploding it costs fucking $50,000. So you got to get this shit in one take, or it's nice to get it in one take where if we just do it all digital, we got it There's... in one shot, no problem. But it just, it all, it, it, practical effects always stand the test of time. Always. There's um, a when certain, done well. yeah, there's a certain, like weight or heft to special uh, practical special effects to where it's, you feel it more to me anyways. Yeah. You know, it has, it has some impact. Um, sometimes CGI can feel a little uh, light. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's not the right word. 
So it's just like with blood, man. Like whenever you're looking at fucking real blood versus, or you know, real fake blood versus fucking CGI blood, yeah, that shit looks ridiculous, man. It shit like Scream went to fucking digital blood. You know what I'm saying? Like it's crazy. Like everyone does that shit now, and you can obviously tell it. How fucking expensive can blood be? Are, are these actors and actresses is like, no, look, that shit's too hard to get off my skin. I don't want to fucking get my shit, you know, or, or whatever. It's like, it's crazy. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, maybe we look into that. Cause I always, cause like CGI can't be cheap. Oh, I'm sure it's not. I mean, I'm sure that's why fucking movies are fucking 400 extra million fucking dollars to make. Cause it's ridiculous, dude. That's why it's like, whenever you hear movies, like it's like, oh man, the, the new DC movie or the new Marvel movie was $350 million to make. And they only fucking, you know, brought in 275 million. Yeah. They lost a lot of fucking money making this fucking movie. Like that's, that's gotta fucking hurt, but it is what it is. Yep. And, you know, bad practical special effects, you can still have a good time with them, you know. Yeah, and there's a little bit of a respect there, you know. Yeah, it's, you know, even like in, like, killer clowns from outer space. I'm not going to sit there and say, like, those clowns look great. Like, you've seen it, right? Man, we've talked about this before. Like, I, I don't, I'm not even sure if I have seen it. I'm pretty sure I have, but it was so fucking long ago that I don't remember shit. Well, I, I just I was watching In Search of Darkness the other night and it had popped up and they were showing like the effect and I think they might have been talking about special effects at that point. Um and In Search of Darkness, if you've never seen it, is a, a documentary about eighties horror movies. There's three of them In Search of Darkness one, In Search of Darkness two, In Search of Darkness three. And they're all like four hours long. It's great. So it's fantastic. If you never, if you like documentaries and if you like horror movies, you should watch In Search of Darkness. But anyways, um, back to what I was saying, I was talking about practical effects. Like, just you can still have fun with movies that have bad practical special effects because it's still like a camp value to it. Yeah. Uh, whereas bad CGI is just bad CGI, and yeah. it just makes you want to vomit in your mouth. Yeah, it's just fucking terrible, and it's like, what the fuck, especially. Whenever it is, you know, I mean, all movies now, they're fucking paid for by these huge production companies. There's no reason there should be any sh shitty CGI anymore. Like, that is crazy as fuck to me. Yeah. And but, you still get it. Oh, yeah, you do. And it's it's crazy because, you know, like, well, Lord of the Rings use CGI, and their CGI yeah. still stands up better than some of these movies you see now. Yeah. So. But I think that it was because... Like they did use a lot of CGI, but they also used a lot of. Oh, like, they, they used practical like weapons. Excuse me, weapons and shit. I remember that because I was yeah. watching. And those, they were uh, filming in fucking New Zealand or whatever, right? where the wind is nonstop. Yeah, but I remember. Still, did you they ever were watch? Big, so. Did you ever watch any of the special features with Lord of the Rings DVDs that come out no, on the extended man. editions? Whenever they did the extended editions, I watched the extended cuts. You know where there was a few extra scenes or whatever, but I didn't ever watch any of the like director shit. Few extra scenes, man. Return of the King was like five fucking hours long. 
Well, I'm just saying, like, the extra shit that they put in it, I just didn't watch the, uh, like, directors talking about it in the background, which I wish I would have done more. But then it didn't really interest me as much, like, the commentary. It's like, if I want to revisit the movie, I want to watch the movie. It never dawned on me that they were going to be talking about some really cool, interesting shit about making the movie that I would have loved. But I was also younger then. Yep. All right. So that was Dracula. Uh, We would both recommend watching it at least once. Um, Even though Daniel gave it a two and I only gave it a three and there may be some, you know, I say we'll hear something. We never hear anything from anybody, but this is one of those movies that, you know, is pretty much universally acclaimed and we just kind of gave it average scores. So the hate mail is going to come pouring in. Pouring in. Address that to Daniel Sanders. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. that is it. We'll be back next time with um, either Frankenstein or the Wolfman, and we will see you later. Thank you for listening. Roger that. Y'all be good.